Hello, this is Fam Electric Ghost, and we're live on the air with Lynn Wadsworth for the first time. She's a board-certified holistic health and wellness practitioner, and I want to welcome you to the Fam Electric Ghost podcast. How are you doing this morning? Thanks. Doing great, and I appreciate so much you having me on here. So you want to let people know that we've got your 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 uh, URL link below. You can see that holistic health health and wellness.com and then forward slash thrive dash through dash menopause. Now that would be fully clickable. <clears throat> so anybody who goes to the podcast after we'll publish will be able to click on that. Won't have to worry about type figuring out how to remember that. But if people click on that link, is that how they get in touch with you to to find out about your programs? On that link, it actually takes them to my freebie. If they click on just the holistic health and wellness portion, then yes, they can. Um, there are a couple of places on the page to schedule a free call with me. Okay, great. That, that's, that's, that's awesome. We always encourage people to watch the podcast to get more information by clicking on that link. We'll have that up. We are going to talk about this topic, how women can thrive in midlife. <laughs> and uh, we'll keep the other link up so people can, you know, check that out, be mindful of that. But we always ask to ask people, you know, one of the first questions we ask is like, what motivates you and why do you do what you do? What motivates me is my own health. Um, I was a yo-yo dieter all of my life. I've been a member of just about every organization out there. Uh, been to diet clinics, done everything, um, a total sugar addict. And, and so you go to those programs and what's bad is that they give you lots of, oh, you, you've just got so many points or so many calories if you eat one of these. And I'd always head for the donuts or something. So doing that all of my life and even at some point being anorexic through this whole thing, I at some point realized I was harming my body. So I started with high cholesterol. Then I started with high blood pressure and migraines every day, uh, debilitating migraines probably five days out of the week. And I just decided something had to change. So for me, it was a great option because I went somewhere different from my headaches because at that time I was, um, hooked on Vicodin because you can get that easily, but the medicine, not so much. And I was going to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and all of them were, were holistic in their basis. And so it really was a transformation for me. Very quickly, I, I changed my life. I changed my habits. I changed the way I eat. And it, it just was transformational for me. And that's one of my passions with helping people to be healthy. Because when we get to midlife, let's face it, we're really only halfway through our life if we're taking care of ourselves. And we're, we want that longevity where we can take care of ourselves. And so many, so many people um, get to midlife, get to maybe menopause if it's for a woman, and they begin to think, you know, I've been through it. You kind of think, this is it. This is the end of my life. Where, what do I do? Where do I go? And so I like to help people through those stumbling blocks or mindsets because 
I believe that as we get into midlife, our life's just beginning. And yeah. I, wa I want to get that passion over to other people to really know that this can be the most productive, happiest, um, fulfilling time of life. That is a mindset thing because a lot of people feel like, you know, they go back to college or high school and think that's like the high point of their life, you know, depending on the kind of situation if they were popular or whatever. But, but you know, a lot of times I've talked to people that are in their, like this, this second phase. I'm, I'm, I'm in my, I'm 56. And a lot of people after the pandemic were like re resigning, going back to their passions or saying like, you know, I wanted mm -hmm. to be an author. I was in corporate America. I want to be a painter. I want to go and do acting, you know, on stage. They, they just started to go back to their passions. And a lot of people said, well, it's like childish to do that. But if you have something that you want to do, you still have a lot of time. Like it, it's a mindset. If you think you're done in, in midlife, it's like you have a lot of years left if you choose to, to think that way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's an interesting thing also is looking at in terms of, uh, you know, the whole idea of a diet mentality, like, and it was yes. going through like you know, yeah. phase diets and it, it, it seems like it's like people are looking for like programs and like 10 step, 15 step, do this, do that, you know, extremes, like only eat vegetables, only eat this, only eat carbs, only eat meat. It, it always seems like a little out of balance. Yeah. And it seems like the holistic you know, in terms of health, like I, I went towards some holistic things because I had some medical issues. And it seems like medicine sometimes doesn't seem to understand. I mean, if you go to a doctor, he asks, well, what, what about nutrition? What about like peace of mind? What about meditation? What about other? They, they only think about like pills and procedures, like Western medicine, yes. at least in America. Yes. They, this, it's always about like it's a pill, it's a, it's a procedure, it's the, but it's never like really looking at state of mind and, and, and you know, you know, what you eat, if you're eating a lot of garbage in, garbage out, you know? Yeah. yeah. And diet mentality is a, a, a great word because that's how I lived my life. And so when I work with clients, it again is a mindset thing that you have to go over that whole diet mentality with them and help them look at it from a different perspective. When we're not on a diet, we're on a, life's mission to be as healthy as we can and have the healthiest end possible with these diets that people go on now I you know they're fad diets they think that oh my gosh I can just do this this and this and I'm going to lose it quickly there is no quick permanent fix for losing weight you even going to something like Ozempic and all these new epidemic type of things for weight loss when you get off it, what are you going to do? They haven't taught you how you then get back into the world and eat how you should. Yeah, it's always like it's a problem because the people don't realize if you go on that, it's like you have to have something that is incremental and sustainable. Yes. Right. So if you can yeah. do it's, if it's too extreme, you're not going to do that for the next 30 years. <laughs> like you have to do something that you're going to be able to do every day and it's not going to be a hardship for you to integrate into your plans. And that's why I think a lot of people fail at, at, at a lot of things because they're, you know, we live in a world of the 30 second, 15 second yes. instant gratification. Yes. If it doesn't happen, then it's over or it doesn't matter if you shouldn't do it. And a lot of things is like, 
you know, it, it, you're going to make mistakes. So if you go to some kind of alpha person and you're on their step program and you miss step four, they don't, you got to start all over. You got to, it's like, it's all, all or nothing. Like how, how can things, you know, nothing's ever all or nothing. It's like, you have to like, look at it. Like if I, if I did this, I still did something, right. And I, I'm trying. Doesn't mean I have right. to give up. Right. And that's the, that's the thing that we do to ourselves is we have this plan and we might mess up. And so we start beating ourselves over the head about it and we, we give up and we need to allow ourselves grace in our lives. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. It's normal for people to mess up. So then just shake off your feet, so to speak, and just, get back on it. it it's really yeah. worth it in the end. It's like a flow state mindset, right? If you have mm -hmm. a flow state mindset, you're willing, if something hit, like you hit the bad note, is it over or do you respond? Right? Like if, so if you, if you play off a bad note, you don't, somebody, you might not even know the musician hit a mm -hmm. bad note, but if mm -hmm. they stop and like stop the whole band, it's like, well, you know, they hit the wrong note, but if they can recover, and I've always tried to, you know, because I'm a musician, I, I tend to bring up that example. But a lot of times in life, you can kind of riff off of something. Or you could say that you totally failed it. Or or you can mm. you know, look at it and say, oh, I'm going to read the room. I'm a public speaker. And I'm going to see, well, you know, maybe what I had on paper is not going to work. Maybe I need to read the moment, read where I am and kind of, you know, take my experience and trust myself to say, well, you know what, I'm going to assess the situation and understand that I need to actually, you know, maybe talk different than what I had originally planned. And that's a hard thing for some people because they want to stay mm -hmm. focused and they would need to be planned. Everything's got to be planned out. It's not always, you know, going to work that way. Yeah. So true. Yeah. I, but you're talking about is... sugar, sugar addiction. <laughs> I, I can jump in back to that, but sugar addiction, I think a lot of people have that today because like the commercial food industry, you know, it's full of salt and sugar, right? Yeah. And carbs yes. and stuff. So how do you kind of get yourself out of that? Yeah. So I was such a sugar addict and now mine was mostly because of going back to England to visit my folks and coming back with a suitcase half full of English Cadbury's chocolate, which doesn't taste the same as the American one that we buy oh, over here. So yeah. then I would hide it in my freezer. This is what a true sugar addict does. I, I would hide it in my freezer. And if one of my kids ever found it and took some, I just went total Looney Tunes. <laughs> or I would go into the bedroom and I would go in with a whole bar and I would hide so that nobody would know how much chocolate I was eating. Mm. Um, and what I didn't realize at the time was that the more you eat of it, the more you want because it uses the same brain chemicals and cells um, that are used if people are on cocaine. It's oh, wow. that exactly. same addiction. Yes. Wow. So That's it is it is an addiction and it can be very hard to get out of that. And I'm not one of these people that can do, okay, let me just have two pieces of dark chocolate because that's wow. healthy. If I'm eating it, I've got to eat the whole thing. So mm -hmm. I kind of felt with me when I dealt with it, I got to find ways that I could have something sweet in my life without it being sugar. And there are a lot of 
good alternatives. Um, and I know I post recipes in my ladies' Facebook group for things that are alternatives. Mm. And with sugar, it's an, it is an addiction. So you're dealing with something that is not so easy to just say, okay, that's it, I'm not eating sugar anymore, because that little gremlin in your head is still going to keep telling you, oh, I need some sugar, oh, I need some sugar, and it drives you crazy. And it can be the same with carbs because it's all the same addiction. Mm -hmm. So you have to learn to practice some different things like go outside for a while, take your mind off of it, um, go start reading a book to take your mind off of it, and even something as simple as drinking a glass of water because we're not eating because we're hungry, we're eating because we're addicted. Yeah. And so you've got to find ways around that. If you're into meditation, you could do a quick five-minute meditation or even just something as simple as deep breathing. It's something to get your mind off of that little gremlin that's going crazy in your mind. And you may have to say things to yourself like, if I have this sugar, what's it going to do to me tomorrow? I used to do that with my migraines, with my triggers. If I have that cheese today, is it worth eating it? Because tomorrow I'm going to have a migraine. And so, no, it wouldn't oh, be. So, yeah, so I would do with sugar. So if I eat this sugar, in my family is a tendency to have atherosclerosis and, and it's not it, it's not worth compromising my health by having that bar of chocolate. And you have to think of little key things that can help you in the moment. Because a lot of people need to have comfort foods, mm -hmm. but they're not really helping them. You know, they make right. feel at the moment it's psychologically comforting, but it's not helping your body, it's not helping your right. wellness. And uh you know, being a diabetic, I had to stay away from sugar. Yes. Um, in some cases, you know, they, we, sometimes we need our sugar goes low and then we have to have something to kind of boost it up because we, we have issues yeah. with our sugar yeah. levels. And so we kind of have like this really weird relationship with sugar where sometimes it's too low, sometimes it's too hot. So we're in the middle trying to adjust and we've got all kinds of monitors now that now we can know what it is. I can know all day I'm wearing a wearable. So I'm totally aware of my sugar. Being a diabetic, and they got a wearable which going to my watch telling me what my sugar is. So I don't know if everybody, you know, has that kind of mindset, but, you know, a diabetic is kind of in that loop. Yes. But, um, yeah, it's just under, having to understand like the impacts of what it does to your kidneys and your your internal systems and, you know, your, your overall health, your heart health. I don't know if everybody is aware of how how much things are connected. Is that part of what yeah. you're when you started to realize? Oh, oh if I do this, it's going to trigger a migraine. If I do this, it's going to cause this. When, when did you start thinking in that way about the cause and effect of things? Um, I, I'd already graduated from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and I did a lot of research and I, I did some extra classes. And being in that space of how they helped me with my migraines was just a huge breakthrough because they dealt with it all as I said and of course I had to do the whole methadone thing to get off the Vicodin mm -hmm. but then they did a whole 
thing where, you know, includes exercise, they teach you how to diet, they do a little feedback so that you can get more understanding of your body. So they taught us very well the stepping stones of, of good health, but I began to see a cause and effect in my own life. So when I first went on this journey, um, because I had to do it so quickly, which is not the way I teach my clients to do it, um, because mm -hmm. for me it was a, an all or nothing. Having a, a an eight to ten migraine every day was just not yeah. on the cards for me. So I began to see, and it's even the causal thing of if I'm deprived of sleep, then not only am I grumpy the next day, but it can cause a headache for me, or it makes me prone to the environmental changes around me to give me a headache mm -hmm. and it's the same with food if you take in some food <clears throat> and you feel bloated and you feel tired then you've got to think to yourself what is it that I'm eating that's making me feel like that yeah. so I always have my clients keep what I call a wellness journal it's not just the food intake it's how you feel with the food because it really opens up your eyes to what does what so i i found silly things that i'd eaten all of my life like yogurt was my, one of my favorites i i could not eat any dairy products um and i know it sounds like deprivation but it really isn't because you your mindset is that i want to live a healthy life for the rest yeah. of my life so you know it's learning how to substitute so i found the way that you can make cashews into milk and yeah, you cashew can, milk. yeah yeah the, the, but, the plant milk right so <laughs> like a lot of people are, are like stuck on dairy because they grew up with the dairy yeah and then they don't realize it's triggering an allergy or triggering a bad effect yeah. it's giving them like ibs or it's giving them headaches it's giving them this it's like they can't tolerate it but they're thinking well that's what what it should be but it's just it's a, it then goes to like a mindset just because you grew yeah. up as a kid with dairy your body has like adjusted and you can't really tolerate it right like if you're at the point where you, what if, i should be able to but you don't so then you have to hit that wall and like oh maybe i should look like a plant-based like almond or cashew or something else uh which you know somebody, well, i don't know that seemed kind of foo-foo but yeah, at some point you have to like look at things and have more of an open mind. Is that is that yeah. a problem too with people where they they, they it, get stuck? It, with it a, is. It, yeah, and I think that we were brought up to believe that oh, milk is so good for us. And I have to say, my husband to this day drinks a glass of milk most days. I stopped that years ago, but the research and the educational part of it tells us that we really, as adults, do not need to be drinking milk. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's for the young, it's not for the old. So if I'm using, see, I don't have anything in my coffee, it's black. So it's not like I need to look for a substitute creamer, but um, you can use things like actual cashews, stick them in a blender like a Nutribullet and it whips up in, if you put a little bit of almond milk in there and a bit of vanilla, it oh, mixes up wrong. into a, yeah, you can make your own and you can add nuts, you can add, uh, cacao nibs, cacao powder, whatever you want to do, fruit in between a layer, put mm. a crispy layer on top. There are so many ways to can kind of hack it, hack your, you your have diet. To, yeah. yeah, yeah, you can switch. Yeah, because a lot of times, you know, I, I've had to move toward more plant-based things. 
uh, you know, and the world kind of is going that way. Let's say it's more, yeah. it's actually, it's beneficial at a microcosm level for your individual self, but also at the macrocosm level, mm-hmm. because a lot of the cattle and stuff is like, you know, I want to get into CO2, but there are issues with so many cattle create a lot of CO2, which is, you know, another effect. So sometimes like the, your individual decision to take care of yourself can have like a global effect. Yeah. If you start to yeah. do things that are more healthy, well, it's actually healthy for the planet too. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So you can give yourself motivation say, Hey, I'm helping not just myself, but other things beyond me, um, which I don't know if people need that motivation, but like, it's like when you try to, um, you know, figure out like how you're going to stay on the track, you know, you're trying to give yourself, you know, your journaling is great. Like you said, yes. a lot yeah. of times, like if you, cause if you don't think about what you're doing and you don't assess it and you just kind of like, oh, I'm just kind of going out there blind, you know, without any kind of assessments, like, you start to look at those journals, you start to realize patterns. You start to realize, you know, when you put it together, like you said, you start figuring out the cause and effect, right? Yes. Yes. That's interesting. Um, and also like, you know, anti-aging, everybody, everybody's going to age, but you can do things so you don't like age, like before your time. Like if you do, you're doing things that are detrimental to your health, you could have, you know, impacts that you're 50 years old, but you're, body's like a 70 year old, you know? So is that, how, how do you, how do you start yeah. to open up things like that or understand that? So a lot of it, you have to think about, especially for women, they think about, well, oh, my skin's so looking so dry and so full of lines, but there's so much we can do on the inside that has an effect on the outside. Because number one, with your skin, man, woman, you need to be taking care of your skin with good, products that don't have chemicals and harmful things in them Um, and it's important at our our age to remember that we need to it used to be cleanse tone and nourish but I was told um, when we were on a cruise one time and I, I it was fairly recently she said people don't tone anymore because the cleansers they have out um and the moisturizers take care of that you don't need it Hmm. i still do it um because i like it i love my toner it smells good and it's a non-harmful one but you know we need to be nourishing our skin and Hmm. you don't want to be going to bed ladies with your makeup still on (laughs) you really need to clean it off at night um because that that's really detrimental but really our beauty comes from the inside out and it's not just what we take in with our foods because we have to learn what foods make us feel more energized which you can do through that food journal um it's things like movement making sure that you're moving enough every week so for some people as we age we're not as athletic as we used to be you have to think of alternatives But research shows that when you're in that part of midlife, this is the time when you need to start walking more. And then don't Mm -hmm. don't forget to strengthen your muscles because we we lose muscle. uh, We lose our bone density and we want to keep on exercising so that we can optimize those things and things like sleep. If you're not getting enough sleep, 
It's going to affect how you look. It's going to make you look like you're aging more. If you're taking things into your body um, for our younger generation that may be out there tempted by drugs and goodness knows what, um, that I, I've watched a lot lately on how that ages people quickly. So, yeah, you know, so. yeah, and young people don't tend to think that think that far down the line. So, if as parents or grandparents we can teach our kids these pieces of advice that will help them in the future and they stick to it they've got a much better chance so say like for you you're diabetic becomes a genetic thing but if you're teaching your children how to eat correctly sleep correctly manage their stress take care of all of these little areas of their lives maybe they won't get diabetes maybe if they are taught not to have the sugar going into their body they'll find out how much better they do because you know the research shows that you can reverse some of that aging effect but with anti-aging you've got to think the inside out if you're not taking in foods that make you feel energized and and i mean what I mean by that is if you do a journal and you're eating something and it makes you feel bloated, blah, and tired, that's something you want to ditch from your normal routine. It's not that you can't ever have it again. There's nothing yeah. wrong with having it as a treat. But on a daily basis, think about um, my husband has cereal for breakfast every day with milk. Drives me nuts. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a hard thing to get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, mean, I, I mean, I I deal with a lot of well, because I'm diabetic, I a lot of fi high fiber, you know, yes. non, you know, real real food. You know, even with fruit, like I can't go after pineapple. It's more like apples. Like yeah. there are fruits that have lower sugar. Like if you go right. with apples, like apples it's a lower and, sugar. and berries. Berries are very low in sugar. Berries, and pears, and things that don't have like if you get to it, you know. Uh, oranges and you know pineapples and mangoes sometimes they have too much sugar for a diabetic you can only have a small bit amount mm -hmm. not just because it's fruit doesn't mean it's good so you, you have to do a little bit of yes do and, some research uh, research and then cooking for yourself like could be in america that you know the average portion size that they give you when you go out to eat it blows out a diabetic every time like it's yeah. way too much it's too much rice yeah. it's too much potatoes too much everything everything's too big and then what you like so if you go out what we've been kind of taught through our nutritionists is like don't eat everything on the plate don't feel like you gotta right. eat everything that's right. on that plate eat only like a fourth of it or something like realize that you could be out with your friends just you don't have to eat everything that's there and some people right. are kind of taught oh finish your plate Sometimes you don't, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. What I do if I'm going into a restaurant and I'm having um, a fairly big meal, I'll usually ask them to bring me a, a box so that straight away I can halve it and put it. Okay, put it away, yeah. Put it away. That's a good idea. It's another strategy. It's like, how do you, how do you get people to realize that? But, you know, also it's like this figuring out how to cook for yourself. And then there's people that probably, oh, I can't cook. I don't know how to do it. So then just figuring out like, well, how do you get the healthier alternatives versus all the prepackaged, pre-processed, all the processed foods that have too much sugar, too much salt, mm -hmm. too many chemicals, too many things. So when you're trying to get that balance, 
you know, it's like, it's like you have to walk, you have to drink, hydrate, you have to have, you know, a good diet and you got to get to sleep. There's like, there's a multiple legs. It's not just yes. one thing. Yes. A lot of problems, like when we talk about dieting is don't go after like one thing or, or like, or focus on like this thing, but it's not the holistic point of view or it's too extreme. And so it's, it's kind of always been, you know, I'm a Buddhist. It's like a balance. It's like the idea, like you have balance in life. You have some kind of, yes. And a lot of people like always think, well, are we going to pull to this extreme? That extreme is like, but you're losing balance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Balance is so important for us. And it's something that we've not been taught being brought up with what goes in. We're not taught to connect the mind, the body and the soul, but yet it's really what that life within us is all about. And it doesn't have to be difficult. Um, mm -hmm. I, people used to talk to me years ago about meditation. Mm. And I, to me, it would bring up this image of having to sit cross-legged on the floor like and go um, um, <laughs> um, for 30 minutes. And so I resisted it for a long time. And then when I went through um, the both of these holistic programs i learned that i can do a visualization meditation that can make me feel like i'm at the beach which i love mm. or sitting on a mountain top looking at all of the wonderful things 30 seconds 30 seconds is all it takes to, to yeah. kind of transport you bring your cortisol levels back down um, get your body in balance and when you're doing these little things, because you're connecting good health through good food with something like meditation or something that feeds your soul, if, you know, you do yeah. what you do as a Buddhist, I do what I do as a Christian that feeds my soul. And then our minds, we've got to get our minds positive. Mm -hmm. And that can, yeah, it's hard. It's hard, but yet sometimes, and I was talking to one of my clients about this that this week. Um, she started taking a few minutes in the morning when she wakes up to think about things, which is something that I tell them to do. Think about what you can be grateful for. Write it down in a journal, even if it's only five things, and it doesn't have to be like. Oh, I'm so grateful because I got a pay raise at work and it's going to do this, this and this for me. It can be something as simple. Thank you. I woke up this morning and I feel good. Thank mm -hmm. you. The sun's shining. I mean, it's just little things that we, we can be grateful for. Thank you. I was able to get out of bed because there are people less fortunate than us that cannot get out of bed in the mornings. Just something simple. Keep everything super simple because we try to complicate everything in our lives instead of making it simple and doable so that you can do it for the rest of your life um yeah. take that three minutes to stretch um to think about something good you're going to do today just so you're not jumping out of bed and running off to to work just take those few minutes to balance and bring yourself back into harmony but it's kind of like the problem is that a lot of times you have your, you have like a too much noise going on in your brain. Yes. And, and, yes. and the problem with our connected systems today, you know, between 
you're, you got a wearable, you got your phone pinging you every five seconds, and then you put your phone in, you know, you're sleeping in your bed and your phone's next to you pinging all night. And then you're not going to get any sleep. It just keeps on pinging. You keep on responding to all the things. So sometimes you have to like disconnect from all that yes. infrastructure, yeah, all that electronic mm-hmm. stuff. And I live in New Hampshire, so I just like to go walk in the woods and turn off my electronic devices and just like just feel feel the woods. If you mm-hmm. feel the woods, mm-hmm. don't wear a Walkman or something. To listen to the river, listen to the birds, and that in itself is kind of as a poet that said, you know, nature is a cathedral, and I feel that I get that when I walk in the pines in, in New Hampshire, if I walk the river mm-hmm. trails, it just is like very restorative. And yeah. I, maybe not everybody feels that because they're like, Oh, I don't, I don't feel anything for that. But, but it's a way to, you know, however you can do that. I think it's like clearing your head out, the cobwebs out. That's a good, good. Yeah. Practice. Yeah. Even just if you get the chance to go outside <laughs> barefooted and just stand in the grass for several minutes because that grounds you and it roots you don't ask me how but it's part of nature because some of us so i live in florida and although i live on a beautiful lake and i can sit and have my coffee and really appreciate the environment it's not like i can go off into the woods and have a Mm-hmm. A, a great nature walk that, that's just yeah. uh, we're kind of flat and barren as far as that's concerned yeah it's like but it's different just the restorative power of nature in itself you know being on a lake there's this whole environment yes. that in itself you know whatever the environment is if you can kind of get in tune with that without being in tune with your with your smartphone uh you know that's that's why i think um over, over time is like we've gotten so connected that, that a lot of times you have mm-hmm. to you have to say like I I don't want to be in that loop that feedback loop because it caused a lot of anxiety. I see a lot of young yes. people, and yeah. you know some of my daughter was getting like triggered by some some blog like some some like know, some community she was on, and then somebody started saying something, and then people were going on for like like four hours getting triggered by what people were saying online, and I'm like that's online. It's like, well, just turn it off. <laughs> you know, but, but it's like, people are so into that. It caused that like a problem. I'm yeah, like, it it, does. It's real, but it's, it's like, very real. it's virtual, but it's real. It's having an impact. Like you were physically with a bunch of people when they said it, it still seems to have the same impact. Yeah. And I, I always try this. One of the core principles that I teach about your digital stuff so you know turn off your digital digitals at least an hour before bed because it causes you your brain to go crazy and you've got to get your brain and your mind quieted a bit i'm not talking about quieted because then we've got that whole thing of oh i'm thinking about all of this 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 and this for tomorrow and that's why i tell people have some paper and a pen at the side of your bed get Mm -hmm. that stuff out of your mind so that you can have a peaceful mind. And it's not just the devices that we have, but everywhere there are blue lights. So even in my my plug strips where I plug in my phone and stuff, there's blue lights all around there. At mm. our TVs, there's always a, a light on at our alarm clocks if we're still using regular mm-hmm. alarm clocks. Um, 
everywhere you look, there's light and you really want to be able to sleep in a quiet environment, uh, an environment. Now, I'm not saying don't use noise machines because people find that can be very helpful for them, mm. but it's the stimulus to the brain that we get with messing around on our phone. And I'm still not convinced. I've got nothing to go on. I haven't researched it. But when I think about books, because I love to read and I'm like everybody else, got all of these books on my iPad to read. Um, but what does that do to us at night if we're taking that last 30 minutes and we're reading, but we're reading from something digital? Yeah, I, versus I like a paper, paper copy. Yeah, yeah. it's a little yeah. light the light it's coming off of that electronic yeah. device and you know there's there's sound in the background too mm -hmm. there's a little humming but in maybe imperceptible but for, compared to actually just reading a, a real book book yeah. like a real book is a different input coming into your your bot into your senses right. yeah absolutely and uh it's kind of like people are like well i don't know if we need but it's like i don't i've kind of old school i like to physically have yeah. one I like yeah. to have like vinyl records. I like to listen to music on vinyl because there's something about it, the way it comes through the speaker that's not digital, right? Some of the older tech, the old analog, non-digital stuff, it just feels warmer, right? Mm -hmm. It's still tech, but it's older tech. And it doesn't have some of the stuff that today seems to like, it takes some of the stuff out. It takes like the warmth out. And so, you know, when you're when you're dealing with some of the stuff today, it seems too perfect. It's too. It doesn't have like the happy act. It, you know, I think that we were meant to have these digitally perfect things. I think you know, the life is, a, is when you're out there. It's it's not all supposed to be pristine, perfect. It's just something about the imperfections that, to me, is the art of. Mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. But, it's, you know, we live in a digital world where everybody wants to make everything perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, yes. that's always a hard thing to deal with because it kind of goes toward the whole mindset where they got young people thinking they have to have everything's got to be perfect, which is like, well, that's an impossibility. So then you're getting stressed out. So it's causing undue stress to the generation that doesn't understand. Like you, you, you're going to make mistakes. It's, it's, it's okay to learn you're learning <laughs> yeah 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 i think that um we learn from our mistakes and we grow from our mistakes it changes who we are it changes our perception of things if if we allow that to happen but people get so scared you know i've, I've seen people like they're scared to voice an opinion because they might not get it right so if you've got an environment where if you say something, well, you know, at least you're trying. But if you have some professor that like shames you or the people shame you for even bringing something up. Yeah. Then you yeah. then you don't ever bring it up. And then you don't have like a two way conversation. It's have like we have a one way conversation where you're supposed to think this <laughs> instead of being able to express yourself is like, well, that's going to cause internal turmoil and then you're probably not mm -hmm. going to feel good. And then you might want to get comfort food and you might not, you might want to go drink too much. You might want to do this because you're feeling like not connected. You're not being listened to. You don't feel that you have value. So it kind of mm -hmm. goes to this whole, mm -hmm. 
it starts to cascade into like the imposter syndrome and I don't feel I'm not good enough and I'm because you're not getting support or you don't feel support. Right. Yeah. Get totally get that. And yeah. then, you know, it's just interesting, like you, you find ways to thrive in mid age. And we go back to that in that people, well, I'm, it's a young person's game, so you can't thrive, right? Like only people making things, you know, do anything or like it's, a, it's always thought that like that's the energy. And there's like ageism in society it makes people feel, well, I got, I, I can't do anything after I retire. And a lot of people like they, they get that next phase of their life and they're actually are able to feel really good because they're doing something. Um, they're, they're actually living out a dream. So maybe you can talk more about like thriving at, at, at that point in life where, you know, you can thrive in midlife and, and you don't have to be measured on what you were measured, you know, in your earlier life. Yeah, I think it's such a nice phase of life because we have the opportunity to really sit back and think about where we're at. And I'm saying this in hindsight for me because, because I stayed in a job for years that I was not happy in, but I'm the type of person that's very loyal to people. Mm -hmm. um, so it's very hard to make a change. But if, if you're not happy doing what you're doing, I think especially when we get to our 50s and we begin to reassess our lives, that's one thing that men and women don't always think about. They think they're stuck at where they're at, but they're not. If this isn't fulfilling you, because the last part of our lives needs, needs to be about us being fulfilled, happy individuals who can help other people in society, we come through to midlife with so much wisdom um, that we can pass on to other people. And if you can sit and reassess your life and maybe your kids have gone to college and you're on your own, maybe there's you and your husband, maybe the two of you need to reconnect and do some things. My, my husband and I have decided that while we can, we're going to travel somewhere every year. Mm -hmm. um, course we were going to do that in 2020 when covid hit but um you know now we're just going to do what we can as much as we can because that brings us joy we work all our lives let's, let's face it that's all we are is worker bees all of our life and at some point you've got to enjoy what's around you and begin living in the present None of us have promised tomorrow, so let's live today and live our best life today. And I think if you can go through with that attitude, here's another day I can be thankful for. And can I help somebody today? Can I make somebody's day better? Or we're just going to go off on a vacation and enjoy ourselves? Uh, you know, I wish I had thought of a lot of this when I was younger, when I was spending money I should have been saving mm -hmm. because, um, you know, and it's something that our kids now do is put into their pension funds or 401ks that my company stopped matching our money. So it really made us feel like what's the point of it. But, you know, I, I think that as much as you can save during this time of life, not to, or in your early years, so that when you get to this time of life, you, you don't have to worry about, do I just have to live on social security? Because 
I know I, I know here in the States and around the world that is not much money. No, so, no. no. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of times, you know, people have not kind of fully thought it out and uh, our, our our employers aren't doing defined benefit plans anymore. So right. the idea of having a pension is like, you know, there's only some people that get that. Now everything's like, it's on you. And, right. and that's kind of dangerous because now we got a whole generation of people like they didn't, they don't think it out. Right. So they don't really have it. And then they're going to be working. Well, you know, can't always work and you might not find it, you know, with AI and everything. Right. who's going to give you your work. But, uh, but what I find is like, there's still opportunities. Like, 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 you, like you said, you're not, it's not over. Like if you have a mindset that's got a kind of like, a, like a, not the, the childlike mindset that's willing to explore, that's not limiting, like what the possibilities are, then you can always have that next phase. You can do something, mm -hmm. whether it's travel, because then, you know, human beings are creative, whether, you know, for you to travel, you have to find a way to do it. So you're using your creative capability to figure out how am I going to do that? How am I going to go and 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 have a budget to where I want to be able to do yeah. this the plan that you use to use your head? And that's that's the nature of, uh, you know, things that are going to be different. You have to kind of key off it and, and uh and 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 just live the experience without the you know totally worrying about every little moment. I think the the worry at some points prevents action. Like That's if you true. if you think yeah. about like if you there's why I can't do that. As soon as you say you can't, then you've got to put that ceiling, and you're not going to even attempt it. And that's so true. As we get to this midlife phase. Um, we've got to learn how to change what our mind's telling us. So say, for example, a big one for me would be getting out on the dance floor because I feel very self-conscious and my husband loves to dance. Um, I've even thought of going and having dance lessons, but, but I don't know if that would bring me joy <laughs> because... <laughs> To me, that would make me anxious. But on the other hand, I've been a singer all my life and I've not been able to do that for the last 10 years or so. And so somebody asked me the other day, well, where do you get your most joy? Well, my most joy comes when I'm singing. Mm. And so, you know, I've, that's been going round and round in my mind. What can I do that would incorporate singing more? Because we need to do something that makes us happy and think about some of the things you did when you were younger, because often being responsible for people all of our lives, we get to this phase of life and it's a different type of responsibility. And so now our thoughts are turned toward how we're going to handle our life and we need to have joy in our life. There's enough on the news that can drive yeah. you crazy, yeah. that could put you in the psych ward because yeah. it's, you know, so yeah, yeah. you caught up in all the things that are, you know, in the in the macrocosm, and it just and then it ruins yeah. your microcosm, it yeah. ruins your individual life because you're getting keyed, triggered by the news. You're watching right. the headline news, and every little five seconds of breaking news is triggering you, like it's a fight or flight thing. Yes. Right? But yes. the wolf is not really at your door, right? Yeah. But they're making you feel like the wolf's at your door. Yeah. So my then, yeah. Then you, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it, my husband will watch the news and then he can't sleep at night because he worries about it all. And I'm like, I've told you before, I am not watching the news. I have enough stuff that comes over my phone that I can keep up with what's going on in the world. But I don't want to sit there and watch that for hours at a time because it's so Yeah, then you just change, you change your frame. It's like, if I'm going to watch TV, you know, I like classic movies. I like watching like Hitchcock and, you know, uh, you know, Humphrey Bogart. I like watching old films. I love like film noir. I just like the feel of it, the film noir mm -hmm. period. And I just like, get caught up in these old crime dramas from the 40s and the 50s. And like, and I just like the shadows. I like the use that the filmmakers had these. And I just like the art of it. The, the art of like before the color films, like there was a lot of use of the shadows in the film. And I just think it's like amazing. It's kind of like silent films too. There's a lot of really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. And I can get caught up in that, just the art of it. Uh, and that relaxes me rather than getting keyed off of like mm -hmm. the next triggering mm -hmm. event. <laughs> Find something that's like interesting to you, to you in a book or, you know, go, going, looking through art and, you know, going and play, singing, you know, I found these platforms on the net where people do like online um, uh, comedy clubs. Mm. And then this person had an app that had online comedy clubs and then people started reading poetry. Then people started coming out and having days where they would actually sing. And it was like, you know, you can go out there. So, so, so there's a lot of things that if you choose that you could find ways to connect and try things if you're willing to kind of go out there. You, you, can, you can get into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, as we go through midlife, it's everything is different. Our thought patterns are different. And so we have to go with the flow, which I, I'm a woman that likes a plan. I have it planned out for the week and don't try to mess with my plan because it it can drive me crazy, but I'm working on that, trying to get a bit more flexibility, um, trying to spend more time with my family because I'm lucky enough to have them within a 10 mile radius. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as I say, do what brings you joy, but you've also got to remember in midlife, it's very important to take care of your body. It's my number one thing. And, it, you know, think about your exercise, think about, how you're eating and what you're eating. Think about your sleep, as we've said. Think about your stress levels. Learn to manage stress that can, people say, how on earth do I do that? But there are some tips and tricks that you can do. Um, one of the big things I did working in the corporate world, and I was lucky enough to have my own office, but then again, you can do it anywhere, is just learn how to breathe very deeply and breathe out because it really starts to bring down those cortisol, bite or flight things that are going on. And it's simple to do. You can do it for 30 seconds and nobody needs to know that you're doing it. And one thing I used to have was I would have positive affirmations on my cork board in front of me so that I could keep my mind on the positive while I was not very positive in the actual workplace, but. Um, That's, that is a really good thing. Cause I, like, if you think about it, if you start the day and like, these are the top three things I want to do. You keep it like, or like your affirmation for the day. like, I'm going to have a good day or, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I'm here. 
you know, or something simple. Like if so, if you if you can keep it positive, it's kind of like this idea of the law of attraction. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're positive, then positive things happen. But if you come out with, ah, oh, today's terrible. It's like 5 a.m. It's already a terrible day. Then then it's like, well, what's gonna happen for the rest of the day? If it's like as soon as you wake up, that's where your mind is, rather than let's say hey, it's a clean slate, not yesterday. Today's gonna be a winner, right? If you come out with that, like a sales guy that pitches his head, that I'm gonna I'm gonna hit that. I'm gonna hit it. And it's a mind thing. And it would they go, well, it's like that's kind of like a salesman. But it doesn't have to be, you know, that that way. But it's the idea of 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 thinking positive. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy life to the fullest. Um, but take care of you. And the thing is, people think that that's selfish, but how can you take care of other people if you're sick? Yeah, you know, you're, you're you're not with you. Yeah, like it always seems simple. Well, like, oh, like you say, oh, love yourself. And well, that's well, that's selfish. Like, no, well, you, you can't take care of your family if you don't love yourself. Right. And then you're probably gonna make mistakes that are gonna hurt you and them. Because yeah. you're yeah. not coming at it the right way. So you're gonna do negative things. Your negative feelings, negative actions, negative thoughts are gonna lead you down the rabbit hole. And it's like yeah. and it's like, well, what happened? Well, you're think you're just like if you think it's gonna be a bad day, it's disastrous years. Like, well, where are you gonna be? Like, if that's where you're thinking, that's not exactly. Well, I'm being pessimistic. Well, being pessimistic, you know, like not everything's gonna be perfect. But if you're on the down all the time, how how is it? Yeah. <laughs> where's that gonna lead? Yeah, uh, life can begin at forty-five, fifty, wherever, and it can just be a tremendous turnaround and happy time just putting in some key daily habits that can last you a lifetime and you're right the mindset is the first one that you need to work on so people uh, maybe retire early and they think well what on earth can i do now um find yourself another job if that's what you want to do or find some kind of place that you can go and and help people so for me i get my joy and passion because i'm doing this work and i'm helping people and i love to do it um and if we can start getting back into what is it we're passionate about because this is the best time of life to get onto that trajectory of doing what brings you joy and passion because health and wellness to me is something that my health is number one because how am I going to I I don't want to live like I've seen people live into their 80s and 90s and they can't get around they they're just miserable and you know we've got to have that energy my mom was 93 when she passed away and she was still active she was going to church she was going to social events she was getting out doing things and that's how i want to be yeah you just don't want to be hiding in the corner scared of everything or like not you know being you know you get so fragile that you you can't Mm -hmm. you can't so you don't want to be in that fragile kind of zone where you're boxed in Right. Where, and that could be in your head 
Like if you've days like, well, yeah, you know, what, why not go and audition for a symphony? If you had been a player where like in your, you're in your twenties, if you can play, you're probably still good. You probably could do it. You have the time to do it. You have the time to rehearse. You could go practice. You could go join like a painting group, you know, and, and start painting and mm -hmm. go start acting. You wanted to be, do acting. You could go join a, like a public theater. Why not? There's tons of roles. You probably find something that would work. And it's just getting out the door. And, and a lot of times it's like my grandpa used to like, show up. If you show up, it will happen. Like, but if you, you don't show up, it's like, what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But thank you again for being on the show. It's always really great to talk to folks around the world. We That's what we like to bring people together and hear uh, uh, different stories. And it's all about telling your story. You're telling the story of like how you were able to, you know, get out of your sugar addiction and 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 get to this more holistic point of view with health and wellness. And I think this is very um insightful. And I do again tell people to click on the link. It will be clickable. They can connect with you, and uh, you know, set up a call or set up a con connection point. And uh, again, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been very enjoyable chat. Thank you very, very much.